Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I lived with a good friend of mine named Megan. We had this, you know, sort of smallish apartment in Williamsburg. Basically, we were starving artists. And um, she had this dog named Tilly. Very sweet. It was a group of five of us hanging out one night in me and Megan's apartment. You know, we were eating food, drinking wine. Someone brought up the subject of the paranormal. Ghost stories and creepy coincidences and things like that. And someone started talking about Ouija boards. I was aware of them, I'd seen them you know, they sell them at the store, but I didn't know much about them. And, and this guy, Ryan, who was a friend of ours, he knew a lot about them. I mean, it just didn't, I just never bought it. I never bought, I never believed that crap. Megan got really quiet, which which is strange because Megan's got a very bubbly personality. And... But I didn't think too much about it at first. And then Ryan said, we should play with a Ouija board right now. We didn't have one. I didn't have one. We said, we can't, Ryan, because we don't have one. And Ryan said, well, I make one. Yeah. No, you'll say. We were like, okay, cool. So there was a, you know, like a cardboard box. We cut out and... And he started making the Ouija board with a Sharpie marker. He drew the letters and the numbers. And he wrote the yes and the no and the goodbye. It was crude. It was, a, you know, it was a piece of cardboard. <laughs> Megan said, I'm not going to do this. Oh, come on. And so she took her dog, Tilly, and they went into her room. I was sort of like, ugh, party pooper but I didn't think much of it. And in hindsight, it was kind of a rude thing of us to continue because she was obviously like not into the idea of playing with the Ouija board. It made her uncomfortable for whatever reason. But we start the game. We all put our hands on. Is, Is anybody there? there? Yes. Who is it? And the, the thing is to be. I. And then L. L. Y. Billy. Billy? Billy. At this point, we've got a name of someone who may or may not be talking to us through this Ouija board. And we say, are you dead? 
saying yes. And it's pretty creepy, but I'm still a disbeliever at this point. I'm skeptical. So we say, what do you want? And the triangle thingy slowly moves to M. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm M. Then it goes to E. And I breathe a sigh of relief. And then it goes to G. Meg. We rip our hands off and we're like, Meg. Meg, who's in her room? Megan. I'm still skeptical. But I can't deny that this is freaking me out. And I call out, hey, Megan. And she just opens the door and says, Is it going? We all freaked out. I mean, I'm sweating at this point. No one is touching the Ouija board. We're like, oh my God. We're like, Megan, what is this? Who is this guy? And she explains to us that Billy was her friend. They, were, they lived near each other and they were pals. And when he was 13, he was killed in a drunk driving accident. It was really hard for her. She was devastated. I got the sense that Billy was maybe not as popular in school and that their friendship was mostly outside of school. And maybe she had guilt for that. It always stuck with her, this sort of tragedy. And on a few occasions, she had been near a Ouija board through high school, being at parties where pizza and scary movies and then a Ouija board pops out. And, oh, I don't really want to play this game. And she said that every time she'd ever been around a Ouija board since Billy died, he would show up. And it, it, it was not a comforting feeling to her. Hi, this is uh, Shine Clark, author of Voice in the Dark, lead paranormal investigator for Voices in the Dark. And you're listening to the Real Paranormal Activity podcast with my dear friend Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, May 16th, 2022, episode 273. How's everyone out there around the world doing? 
And man, as always, I'm glad to be back in the hot seat. And have you guys been keeping up with the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trials? Oh man, it's my favorite TV show now. I even started uh, popping microwave popcorn before I began to watch uh, an episode. It's good stuff, man. You can't write this. I love the whole mega pint thing. Yeah, it sounds cool, but you know, a pint's a pint. Yeah, when they first said it, when Amber said he had, he poured himself a mega pint, I'm thinking to myself, what's a mega pint? You know, like I just mentioned, a pint's a pint. But then again, it grew on me. It sounds pretty cool. I think I'm going to start putting the word mega in front of just about everything. You know, for instance, like I'll go get some gas and I, you know, I pay ahead of time and I just go up to the cashier and I tell her or him, yeah, I'll take uh, 10 mega gallons of gas on pump nine, please. Yeah, mega gallons. <laughs> cool stuff. Yeah, I'm just fascinated by it. You know, uh, what, Johnny Depp, he pulls up on his jet black SUV, and you hear this little boom boom sound, you know, there's some music playing, and, uh, you know, bass carries, so it doesn't mean it's loud. And, of course, it's just jam-packed with fans, and people are cheering, and all of a sudden the door whips open, and... And you hear Bob Marley blasting. It is loud. And Johnny just steps out nice and calmly. He corrects his, uh, his jacket. And people are just screaming, I love you, Johnny. I love you, Johnny. And he's just uh, waving at him. He's blowing kisses. He puts his right hand over his heart. And, you know, the crowd's just going wild. And he's waving. And he just makes his way into the courtroom. And then I see a, a clip where, uh, you know, Amber is leaving the courthouse. And there's no one there you know just the sheriff's open the door for her and uh, she's walking out and all of a sudden you hear this lady way off in the distance yelling Amber why did you have to poop in the bed and I, <laughs> I just lost it man I spit some green tea out I was just laughing and you know Amber her you know her head is down you know staring at the at the ground and she's walking quickly to her vehicle yeah that was great but yeah it's a great show love it yeah mega that's kind of catchy. Okay, enough of me rambling on. But yeah, um, this whole week is, uh, you know, Amber's going to be uh, questioned. So today's the first day, and we'll see how she did. But we're going to do listener stories yet again. We're putting a little dent in the backlog, but if you have your own experience and you want to share it to the world, merely send it to me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. And the weather's been great over here. Summer is here. Last week, uh, man, we got up into the lower 90s, upper 80s. It was kind of humid some days. It was, it was actually kind of hot. But uh, this week, we're going to be uh, upper 70s. So it's a little bit more pleasant. And tomorrow, Tuesday, a brand new episode of Aaron's Horror Show will be released. And Terry is back. He's feeling better this Wednesday. A brand new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments will be out. And this Friday, as you guys well know, I'll be releasing two new entertaining short films. And those are always released at 12 a.m. Central Standard Time here in the U.S. on Friday morning. So don't miss out. In fact, last Friday, two excellent uh, short films were released. I really like them. Uh, you know, one is an animation, think Pixar stuff. Uh, and the other is a dystopian type of uh, film. And it's really cool. And they both have a twist at the end. So, you know, check it out. Just go to realparanormalactivity.com and you can watch it there or use the free RPA app. And so that is it, guys. Let's get the show on the road. And you guys know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Say it with me. 
Say it with me. That's right. Two. The story then. For me right this way. No pushing, no shoving. And the fans are blowing. Nice and cool in here. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor. And don't forget to grab a popsicle. Oh, yeah. We got plenty. And while you guys are doing that, I'm going to get behind my desk here. Okay. I printed off Bert's packet. Thank you, Bert, if you're listening. Let's see here. What do we got? Yeah. Yeah, we got a short one and two long ones. Oh man, we have some mega stories, man. <laughs> I love it. All right, let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so good when it hits the lips. All right, the first one. This one is by Crystal, and it's titled "Lifelong Friends." Okay, Crystal, let's see what you got, man. So, it all started when I was a kid, around five or six years old. I used to hear and see strange stuff. A lot of times I used to have nightmares and used to run up to my dad at 3 a.m. and cry. I have always been moody and slightly stubborn all my life. So this one night, I had a little argument with my mom. So I decided to sleep in the living room instead of my bedroom. Everything was fine and I slept peacefully, but I remember around 3 a.m. I saw my dad sitting on the sofa right next to me, staring at me weirdly. I started conversing with him normally, asking what he was doing in the living room at 3 a.m. whilst he had to be up for work at 6, to which he never responded. So I kept talking and talking until I realized something weird was going on because there was no response whatsoever. It all went to a point when I got so annoyed that I asked him to leave me alone so I could sleep. I can clearly remember when he got up to leave. He was tall. He could barely pass through the door. My dad's really not that tall, maybe 5'9". The next morning I was trying to console myself and hoped it was all a dream, a nightmare. So I walked up to my dad and asked him why he didn't talk to me last night. He went blank. He didn't have a clue of what I was talking about. The other incident happened when we recently got shifted to our new place, where I saw a little girl playing around the hallway several times. I have even heard her voice so many times calling my name. My mom is a skeptic, so she was convinced I needed to see a psychiatrist. And so, one day, I was home alone and listening to music when this thing started calling out my name again, but I ignored it. All of a sudden, the doorbell rang, and it was my dad. I remember the time was around 10-ish, so I ignored the voice and went to open the door for my dad. The next thing I remember is his briefcase fell on the ground because he had heard the little girl call out my name saying she wanted to play. I'm 25 now, and it still continues. They follow me everywhere, no matter where I travel or visit. But I'm used to them now. Thank you for reading. Oh, man, that's from Crystal. Crystal, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I've i read a few stories like this, and it seems that uh, you guys just get used to this sort of thing, you know, if it happens throughout your lifetime. I'm just uh, wondering... Have you ever thought about, you know, talking to somebody about this sort of thing? 
like a spiritual leader or whatever. Um, I'm sure if it bothered you, you know, um, doing stuff to scare you, you probably would have done that. So I guess you're just seeing these things once in a while. Interesting stuff. And as always, as you old timers know, it's always good to have another family member or a friend that sees the same thing that you have. In this case, your dad heard the voice, the girl's voice. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Yeah, thank you again, Crystal. Loved it. All right. What do we got here? What's next? This one is by Emma, and it's titled Grandparents. Okay, Emma. Let's see what you got, man. A bit of background. In 2004, my grandma died. In early 2007, I moved eight hours away. We used to live in the same town, and I'd visit every day before we moved. I was extremely close to my grandma and grandpa. Around Easter of 2013, my grandpa had a fifth stroke and was taken into long-term care. In September last year, he died. My grandparents' home was built by them way back in the day. It was a very open home, up in the hills overlooking a marina. The whole left backside of the house connected by a large glass door into the lounge room area. It was the longest side of the house, and on that side was from front to back, a bedroom, toilet, bathroom, kitchen, lounge room, laundry, then my grandpa's room. In between the wall of the house and the brick wall boundary was a long garden. The wall of the garden was about waist high, and the top was covered with a greenhouse type plastic. It was about 20 feet long, but only five feet from the house and the floor was concrete. My grandma used to care for this garden. She loved gardening, but after she died, it became overgrown with weeds. When my grandpa was taken into a home, me and my parents drove up to stay with my aunt, who still lived in the same town, and so we could pack up the home, clean it up, get it ready for resale, so we could afford full-time care at a home, and of course, see grandpa. We spent most of the time at my grandpa's home. Sort of, this is the last you'll ever see of it vibe. It was just me, my aunt, and my parents. They were all on the patio on the other side of the house, overlooking the marina. And I could barely hear them chatting. I was on the toilet when I started to hear humming. The same tune I heard my grandma hum in all the home movies of her cooking or gardening. She had been in the hospital almost all of her life due to cancer, and I was pretty young, so I can't remember her being at home. I went out to the garden after finishing my business, but there was nobody there. The humming stopped when I opened the door to the garden, but nobody was in the garden. If somebody were to leave the garden, I would have seen them, as I was standing in the only exit slash entry to the garden. Within the next few days, with no tending to the garden, somehow the plants began to grow again and most of the weeds died off. We still had to garden a bit before it looked good, but the garden healing really gave us a kickstart. The wall was not near any other home, so there's no way that could have been singing. About a month or two after my grandpa passed, I went to a market type of thing to make some extra cash. I had my little stall set up, a few folding camping tables in front of the back of my car, where I was sitting. 
It's a Subaru Forester, so I could open the boot and just sit down. A few hours in, I noticed a man walking around. I kid you not, I almost immediately recognized him. He looked identical to my grandpa about five to ten years ago. Even had the same clothes and tattoos, the same rings. He looked at me. I was completely frozen. I didn't know what to think. Now, I'm not a model granddaughter. I've done some pretty dumb things. I'm pagan, but don't believe in an afterlife, a god, etc., etc. I just follow the do what you will, but bring no harm to anyone, and have mostly the same beliefs. I'm alternative. I'm certainly not straight, and I've dabbled in some dangerous activities. But when he looked at me, he just sort of smiled and slightly nodded. He turned to go to another row of stalls, and I was unfrozen. I got up and ran over to him, but I couldn't see him anymore. I couldn't have been the only person who saw him, as others walked around him, as if he were a regular person. But he looked exactly. Like my grandfather, right down to the tattoos, and I couldn't find him again. I often wonder why I experienced these things instead of my parents, but I was always the closest to my grandparents out of my family. I saw them almost every day until I moved, but even then, I emailed my grandpa regularly and video chatted with him. What I do know is that I saw my grandpa, and he saw me. Months after his death, and I heard my grandma years after her death, and I love them both. Love the podcast, and wow, that's from Emma. Emma, thank you very much for sharing. And that's what I call a feel-good story. Yeah, it's good stuff. What's the odd? You see someone that looks exactly like your grandpa, maybe five or ten years ago. Tattoos look the same, same type of clothes. But yet, people are walking around him as if they see him. <laughs> you know, it's cool. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, it's good. He gives you a little smile too, huh? Good deal. Thank you for sharing. It's a good story. I love it. What do we got next? This one is by Jen, and it's titled "The Backyard." Okay, Jen. Let's see what you got, man. What happened in this event was extremely odd, but. I am not sure if I can pin it down to being an actual entity. I was at my parents' house on my laptop, listening to music throughout most of the night. Time went by, and next thing I knew, the hour was within 4 a.m. My mother was also awake at the time, and for some reason, she decided to start cleaning the bathroom. I could hear her moving some things around in there and whatnot, so I knew she was going to clean out the entire bathroom. She picked the wrong time to do so because, after a while, I had to use it. I really didn't feel like bothering her, and all I had to do was briefly relieve myself. So I decided to go outside to do my business. I slipped on my sandals and went around to the side of the house. As I was doing my thing, I had the undeniable feeling that something was out there in the yard with me. It didn't feel scary or anything, but the presence was very strong. I just knew with conviction that someone or something was out there. 
There have been plenty of times when I went outside and there was some sort of animal around, commonly stray cats, dogs, foxes, deer, but I have never felt an actual presence out there like this. We have two neighbors, but their houses are off in the distance across the street, and there is nothing behind or around the sides of our yard except spiraling woods. The closest neighbor we have on our side of the road is maybe two-tenths of a mile down the road. Call me crazy, but after I got finished doing my business, for some reason I felt compelled to ask if anyone was out there in the yard with me. I did so just loud enough to where you could only hear it within the area I was standing. As soon as I asked, I repeat, as soon as I asked if anyone was out there, I clearly heard what sounded like a woman's voice with a somewhat southern accent in the backyard somewhere not far from where I was standing, but I couldn't make out the words nor could I see her. Her voice was very faint, but she had the kind of tone as if she was yelling from a distance away, yet it sounded close. I quietly said, oh shit, then took off running back inside the house. I quickly went into the dining room portion of the kitchen and turned the back porch light on so I could look out the glass sliding door into the backyard, but I didn't see anyone back there. I then went and told my mom what had just happened. She was startled, yet she wasn't surprised because all of us had had crazy experiences around that house. So I went back in the bedroom and was trying to rationalize what had just happened. I was creeped out, but not exactly scared or on edge or anything like that. I was really more concerned about the idea of an intruder in the yard than an actual ghost. It was dark outside, but I still would have been able to at least see an outline of someone from where I was standing. The direction that the voice came from was somewhere close to the edge of the woods, straight ahead, but almost at an angle to where I was standing. However, I didn't see anyone. There is nothing in our backyard for anyone to hide around, so that was out of the question. There are no clear paths in the woods behind our house, and even if there were, there are no other houses back there, and the woods are so dense and stretched so far back in the distance that no one would chance walking in them anyway. So that was also out of the question. Another thing I should add too is that the possibility of hearing the TV from that side of the house is zero chance, unless it was turned up extremely loud. And even though my mother was awake, it definitely wasn't her voice. You wouldn't hear it from outside anyway, with her being in the bathroom and all. Unlike my other encounters, this is one that I can't really jump to conclusions. It could have been a legitimate entity, but it sure seemed awfully strange. And that's from Jen. Jen, thank you very much for sharing. That's ah, pretty cool. Who knows, right? Hmm. Southern voice, woman's voice, sounds as if uh, she's far off in the distance, but yet, you know, pretty close to you. Hmm. And you didn't mention any other things that happened, but, you know, obviously at the end here, you, you mentioned that your mom wasn't surprised because you guys have been seeing some odd things as you, you know, at that place. 
So yeah, interesting stuff. I wish uh, you could have made out her response, you know? <laughs> interesting stuff. And I take it this is the first time that happened to you. All right. I don't know. You know, it could be a lot of things. You know, I always like to try to debunk some things. But, you know, for instance, um, I was reading a story, not on the show here, a long, long time ago, that uh, this couple at night were hiking in the woods and they are about to make camp, but it was nighttime. And, of course, all the nighttime beasties come out and all of a sudden they hear this screaming off in the distance. Uh, it was loud to them, though, and it sounded like a screaming child. And they got spooked, and, of course, the ghost story goes on, and they kept on hearing it every once in a while, and they got out of there. They weren't about ready to stay there. Well, I found out there's a type of owl when it screeches. I forgot the name of the owl, but it sounds exactly like a, a screaming child. Yeah. <laughs> if you weren't aware of uh, that type of owl or an animal that can make it sound like that, yeah, that would probably spook me too. You're deep in the woods, you're hiking, it's nighttime, and all of a sudden out of the distance you hear like a screaming child. <laughs> Man, can you imagine like a, you're an explorer back in whatever, 17, 1600s, you know, your ship is docked off the shore, you come on, on to shore on your longboats and you've never seen some of these animals before and all of a sudden you start hearing this screaming kid. <laughs> I'm sure some ghost stories would have been uh, would have been made up back then, but uh, yeah. So who knows? But uh, it seems that you don't jump to conclusions, and uh, you know you had other weird things happening there. Yeah. Hey, great story. Thank you very much for sharing. And that is it for the mega stories, guys. <laughs> That's it. And as always, we're flattered that you come to the RPA Network, and hopefully you find something that you enjoy. Keep on sending in your stories. Uh, we got a bunch of email, according to Brit, that I need to take a look at. People are trying to get on for interviews, so I need to you know, get on that and see, uh, see who I want to bring on. And don't forget, this Friday, two new entertaining short films are coming out. And get the free RPA app. If you don't have it, just go to your app store and do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and download it for free. Fully functional. Stream anytime, anywhere. And if you go to the website, realparanormalactivity.com, we do have premium membership, which what you get with premium membership, you can sign up, big old button there. You create your own account, your own password. And it's $3.99 a month. Cancel anytime, and it helps us out, helps pay the bills. And it's not a donation. You get something for your money. You get all the previous RPA Monday archive shows, bonus shows, interviews, and even audiobooks of folklore from countries from around the world. I think there's about 33 audiobooks there. Hours upon hours upon hours of entertainment at a fair price. And I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britt, and also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh, yeah, we do. As always, thank you, and good night. <laughs>